life of fulfillment starts with understanding your values. And when you know what truly motivates you, you can accomplish extraordinary things. Welcome to the Discover Your Values podcast, where each week we hear unique perspectives on human values with leaders who inspire us to explore the depth of our potential. Now, here's your host, Jacob J. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have with us Elizabeth Smith-Burke. She is a coach who helps women gain clarity on their goals, values, and strengths, and provides guidance on how to make goals actionable and real. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you could join us. So Elizabeth posted a great article on theladders.com. It's called Connecting Your Personal and Work Values, Three Steps to a More Fulfilling Work Life. And I love everything about this article because there's so much going on right now in life and work for so many people where the alignment of personal and organizational values is just such a good thing. allows us to live and work so much more effectively. And that's what we're going to dive into today with Elizabeth. So Elizabeth, tell us a little bit more about you and the work that you do. So I am a career and life coach based out of Chicago, Illinois. I've done some coaching within organizations, but the majority of my clients are students or young professional aged about 18 to 35 who want clarity on their career path ahead. I help them gain insight into who they really are, what they want and how they want to, how they get what they want. The last session I have with my clients, I have them fill out Simon Sinek's. I don't know if you are all familiar with his golden circle. Start with why. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. So there are three concentric circles. The innermost is why, next how, and then what. So I'll ask them, what do you want to do next? How will you achieve this? And why do you want to go down this path? I love what I do. I love seeing the transformation in my clients. I experienced this transformation myself when I was working at a consulting company striving to climb the ladder, unfulfilled on a daily basis. And I saw my own career coach. So she really helped me take the time to look within and ask myself the hard questions that I was avoiding. And I decided I wanted to do the same thing with people like myself. So that's what I do. And I, and I love it. That's great. And it sounds like you've had this incredible transformation and now you're helping a lot of other people go through that same process. Exactly. I've lived it. I'm able to, I know the, the struggle that people endure. <laughs> it's tough. It really is tough for a lot of people out there. And as you think about values, what's the importance of aligning your personal values and organizational values? So for me, I believe the organization you work for is kind of an extension of yourself. So there are some people that are able to compartmentalize work from self, which is great. And that's fine if you're able to do that. I have found that the majority of people, however, see their work and the organization as a continuation of themselves. You know, when you talk about the work that you do, you're talking about what you've decided to spend at least a third of your life, assuming an eight-hour day, too. So when there's alignment with your personal and organizational values, employees are much more motiv motivated to work and happier in doing so. When there's misalignment, that's not the case. I love what you said about this concept of like 
compartmentalizing yourself or looking at work as either just an extension of yourself. And that's a really interesting way of thinking about work and one that I've we've talked about on the show before with other people where we'll say, you know, sometimes our work defines us, you know, as an example, you know, and, but this idea of compartmentalization of work is really interesting. uh, I think because I know even in my own work, while I felt like work defined me, I was frustrated by the fact that I couldn't shut it off. So it's a really, um, really great insight there. One of the things I wanted to ask you is I know you do a lot of coaching, as you mentioned with, young professionals. What are some of the trends that you're seeing today among that group? It's a great question. So I would say across all age groups, people generally want to know that they matter, that they're seen, they're validated, and they want to make a difference in the world. Among the younger professionals, especially, I see um, a few trends. The first one is this drive to believe in the higher purpose of their work or career to a cause or something greater than themselves. It could be the form of a mission statement for the company or, for example, I had one client who found great meeting in having um, thoughtful one-on-one conversations in her workplace with her employees. So she committed to incorporating that into her day-to-day. Another trend I see is this sense of freedom. I think that this generation has a tendency to want to maybe be their own boss, have greater greater control of their life schedule. Part of this could be that there are more options available today that there weren't available 50 years ago with the internet. People can freelance, they can have side hustles. So there's much more availability with that. Another trend that I see is there's this constant struggle between the risk adverse and the risk seeking self. Before I was a career coach, I thought I was the only one struggling between these different versions of myself. And what I've realized is that humans are fairly predictable and and similar. (laughs) We're driven by similar things. So I think generally speaking, there's a part of most, not all of my clients, but most of them that say, of course, I'd love to be an entrepreneur. I'd love to work for myself. But what if I fail? I also need to support my family. I need to support myself financially. So I, I think that there's definitely this struggle that I see in my clients. Can you say that again? Risk at first. And what was the other word you used there? It's a struggle between the risk-adverse version of yourself and the risk-seeking self. I love this idea. This is, you know, in, in the many folks that I know in corporate, this is one of the primary tensions that they struggle with. Because I would say there's a lot of folks, not only coaches, but anybody that knows anybody who works in corporate, a lot of these people have ideas, things they want to go do. And so there's the risk-seeking, like, I want to go do something, but the risk adverse is, well, will I be able to make it? Bridging that gap, that is one of the hardest gaps to bridge for people that are kind of in the infrastructure of a corporation. Absolutely. You write that in, in this article, and I like this, that sometimes we're not aware of our individual truths. And I know, you know, a lot of people, you know, think they know who they are and what they are, but, you know, when they get into coaching and and really dive deep into kind of who and what they are about, they often find that there is a lack of awareness. They didn't know as much as they thought about themselves. What drives that lack of awareness for us today? My answer to this is that it's, sim- it's as simple as not asking ourselves a hard question. I think that there are reasons for not asking ourselves the hard questions, and those boil down to fear and what I like to call noise. So 
there's this idea of fear that knowing deep down what the answers will be are not what we're living. So there's a misalignment there. So I don't even want to go down that path because I don't, I don't want to know what I'll find out, which was kind of my story. And then I think the second part is this idea of what I like to call noise. So I talked about this a little bit in my article that we're so inundated with subtle messages that we're in a state of scarcity. I don't know if you know Lynn Twist. She talks about this in her book called The Soul of Money that you know we wake up in the morning and the first thought that we have is, oh, I didn't have enough sleep last night. Or at the end of the day, we say, oh, you know, think about everything I didn't do today. So we're living in this state of scarcity, not enough money. We're not educated enough. You know, we should have a higher job title. So we may think our values are one thing, but they're actually something else. So when you're surrounded by these messages of we're not enough, everything's a little cloudy. And uh, when we take the time to actually slow down, know that we're enough and look within and invest in ourselves, we'll figure out what really matters to us. That's great. And when you help people explore their values, you mention, you know, many walk in with a lot of assumptions about who they think they are, and then they leave that exercise and that work with you with an entirely different view that it's been a generative moment. It's been an aha moment for them. What's happening for people in this process? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that people are discovering what's really important to them. Most of my clients come in thinking certain things are important to them. And then when they're asked deep questions and they get to the core of what actually drives them, they're able to see their values are different than what they thought they might be. So for instance, during my session with one client, she came in with an idea that she loved people and connection and left the meeting very clear that her core value is actually logic. So, you know, she always loved connection, but logic was something that she just could not live without. And while that's not for everyone, it was beautiful to witness her own discovery process. That self-awareness that she learned helped her ultimately make a career transition and is going to be a guiding principle in her life for the rest of her life. What are some of the questions people should be asking as they evaluate their values and how should they think about how they answer them? My favorite question to ask is when have you been frustrated or angry? Which is interesting because it you're, you're like, I mean, my initial thought is, how is there a value present in here? And what you realize is that when you're frustrated or angry, there's a value that's being suppressed. So for example, I have one client who could not stand to be in traffic. He would totally malfunction. And when I asked him what it was that he couldn't stand about being in traffic, he said, I, I feel like I have no control. I feel trapped. So I said, it sounds like there's a value of freedom that's being suppressed. Do you agree? And he said, yes, that's absolutely right. Another question I like to ask is describe a peak experience for you, a perfect day. You know, what values are present? What things, if taken away, would make life unbearable? And then another question is if you were given $50,000, what would you spend your money on? You cannot give it to charity, you can't give it to a down payment on a house or education you had this money, what would you spend it on? And when they tell you your answer, you find out what's important to them. (laughs) I find that I love that question. And I've, I've used that a similar version of that question. I find in values work, the answer to the most outrageous questions like that are often the ones where you get the most truest answer. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something 
liberating about it. Like people feel free. They light up when you ask that question. So let's flip gears here for a second. I want to talk a little bit about organizational values because we've got a little bit of an understanding about personal values and organizations also, you know, have their own set of values in in terms of how they operate and how the people in that organization operate. So how does one familiarize, how do you familiarize yourself with the values of an organization? I think fortunately today, there are a lot of companies, especially newer companies that have a clear mission statement or a published list of company values. So this transparency and coherency is proven to increase employee satisfaction and productivity. So that's awesome if you work for a company that is kind of ahead of the curve. So if you work for a company like myself who did not have a published list of values, I would suggest having an open and honest conversation with your manager or boss or answer some of these questions about your company. Where does your company invest its resources? When making decisions, what are are fundamentals that your organization bases them on? What matters most to your company? Be authentic and start the conversation in in the workplace. I love those questions. Those are great questions for any of our listeners that have upcoming job interviews. Tack on those three questions to the bottom of your list because I think those are really important questions to ask your employer. So when you have identified your personal values, you have an understanding of the organizational values, and then you realize there's a misalignment. And you might already be in a job. You might have been in a job for five years and you realize I'm just not really connected with, with this, what advice do you give people? So I actually always just ask them what they want to do. And almost every time the client knows exactly what she wants to do. They've done the pre-work, right? They know that the, align- the misalignment is there and they've made up their mind. So you know, typically they'll either have a difficult conversation with their boss about the misalignment and seek greater coherence. Or they see it as an opportunity to say, you know what, this is not where I want to be. And now I know what's important to me. So I'm going to seek work elsewhere. And if you're, as we were talking earlier, if your risk adverse senses are popping up as you're thinking about, you know, a misalignment that you might have between your values and organizations, how do people overcome that? Because I see a lot of people in corporations who they know. I mean, they know their personal values and their organizational values are not aligned. Now, they may not have had the clarity of working on it with a coach or some sort of assessment, but the friction and the tension and the feeling is there, but it's the, I've got a steady nine to five job, I've got a paycheck, and there's something that has to happen, you know, in order for people to make the transition to realize, you know what, I got to honor my values and get who I am and what I do for a living into alignment. What do you say to that? I say, that's great that that you've come this far and that you figured out what's important to you. Now you have to honor it. You have to, you know, speak your truth. Have a conversation with your boss. Have a conversation with your manager. If you you let this bottle up inside of you, you're not going to help yourself and you're not going to help the organization as an opportunity to evolve. So speak your mind, speak your truth. You know, I'm glad you, you brought up speak your mind because I had two individuals in the last couple of weeks that were working in very traditional conservative organizations. 
where there were a couple of their own personal values not getting met. And to their surprise and delight, they spoke their truth to their boss and got those needs met. And I was shocked because I, I was familiar with the organization, but it just goes to show what you just said, you know, ask for what you want. You might be surprised you might get it. Absolutely. I'm smiling as, as you're saying this. I love stories like that because I think sometimes we create this idea in our heads that our boss is not going to listen to us or they're, this is an old conservative organization. It's not going to change. And we create these assumptions in our head when we actually say what's important to us, I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. What's the best success story you've come across where personal and organizational values were aligned? So I had, I know I've talked a lot about freedom and I think it's probably because of the population that I tend to coach, but I have one client whose number one value is freedom. And he was feeling rather constrained by the type of deals he was doing at work. So he had an open conversation with his boss, vocalizing the need to be free, even through the idea of starting his own thing out there. And his boss heard him and saw the opportunity to move him into a, or move the company into a new industry and came up with a game plan of putting him on these deals where he was going to have great control and freedom to do what he wants. So it was really a beautiful example of the importance of listening to your core values, as we talked about earlier, having the courage to speak your truth and honor them, and then have an organization recognize and honor them as well. And see it as an opportunity to evolve. That's wonderful. That's a really great story. It's Again, it's another, like you said earlier, a great point for ask for what you want because there might be an opportunity for you to actually get it and even what you're doing right now. So Elizabeth, how can our listeners continue to follow you and the good work that you're doing? Check out my website. It's www.coachingthefuturefemale.com. I've got some blog posts there. I'm working on a few more that I will publish soon. And I'm working on a book with my mentor, which I'm super excited about. You know, it's not published yet, but it's geared towards new coaches that are looking to get into executive coaching. Super excited about it. And it's been really fun. That sounds like a wonderful resource. I can't wait to check that out. And we've really enjoyed spending time with you today on the show. So thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. And to all of our listeners tuning in, be sure to tune in next week for another great show. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Discover Your Values podcast. Are you ready to explore your values and create your best life? Visit discoveryourvalues.com and download our workbook to begin your journey.